If your email templates or website are stuck in 2010, or your program brochures look like they could have been made in Microsoft Paint, it's time to give the sponsor of this week's episode a call. Meet Unincorporated. Unincorporated is a higher education agency committed to building awareness, growing enrollment, and launching programs for universities. If Nike and Apple decided to venture into the higher education branding space, their top competitor would be Unincorporated. Meet the disruptors in the education design industry and subscribe to their newsletter to get a weekly download of the most important trends in higher ed at unincorporated.com forward slash enrollify. Again, that's unincorporated.com forward slash enrollify. I believe it's around 95% of parents want regular emails from you. And that's pretty easy to do whether you're using a CRM or using MailChimp, which is just to get that email flow going. Um, and so if nothing else, that is your starting point. Think about your RFI. Your RFI doesn't even collect parent information. I have twins that are in 11th grade. And when I check out schools, I have to put in my information like I'm a student because I can't even indicate that I'm a parent. All right, Dave, we're live, dude. How you doing today? I am doing great, Zach. Thanks for having me. I I'm excited to have you. I we were talking just before we hit record how it's been a little bit of a, a little bit of a nightmare trying to find a time when both you and I can chat. But the good news is I actually got to Google you because I had a little bit more time and read a little bit about things you've done and people you know. So that's that's good, man. That that should uh that should yield a better conversation. <laughs> Anything I should uh, be concerned about? Uh, you found no. the, on the, uh, about me online. No, no. You know, I, I pretty, I, you know, I Liar. kept it PG. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Dave Becker, you are the CEO of Campus ESP. And I, I don't know if this is just me. And maybe you guys have been, like, around a lot longer than, than I realize. But I feel like in over the last 12 months, I just see Campus ESP like everywhere now. Like whereas it wasn't you got you guys weren't on my radar before. I I know that you guys were around. You weren't on my radar before the last 12 months, but now I I feel like I see you all uh everywhere. So for those who might not be familiar with Campus ESP, can you just give us a kind of a quick little overview of of who you all are and what you do? Yeah, Campus ESP, we're still startup stage. We work with about uh, 260 colleges, colleges and universities, and we help them uh, engage parents and families. Parents are really influential when it comes to helping their, their kids find a school that's the right fit for them and then also succeed at that school. So we help schools engage with parents of prospective students, parents of current students. And the goal with all that is really student success. Parents are really influential and we help colleges uh, communicate with them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you were at Aleutian, right, for a while? Is that right? Before? Yeah, I was there for, for 14 years. That's, wow. that's actually the reason my hair is gray. So 14 <laughs> years I was there, and when I left, I was the senior vice president of product over Banner. Okay, okay. Very, very cool. What uh, what brought you to EdTech in the first place? Like, what's the story there? So in a former life, I actually used to be an auditor. Uh, really? And, uh, yeah, I graduated, got a CPA license, and... Uh, the firm that I was at, 
required that you had to audit something in the summer, and it was either hospitals or colleges and universities. Huh. So my first audit client actually was Villanova University. No way. Um, and that was a long time ago, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> wow. And so from there, what? Like you get this itch of, huh, there's higher education is needs a lot of help, and maybe I have the you know unique skill set to to bringing the industry some value or where, yeah, where do well, you go? Where do you go after, after your experience in Villanova? It was actually two itches. Number one, I had to get out of accounting and audit. So that was number <laughs> one. And number two, um, it was interesting. It, one of the partners at the accounting firm I was at knew, knew the CFO at what was called SCT at the time, okay. which then became SunGuard, then became Elucian. And, uh, <laughs> he was like, look, we've got this guy on staff who's, who's, who's good, but he doesn't belong in audit. So I basically joined um, Elucian at that point and had different roles at Elucian as you would for 14 years. And then I just, uh, I just, just loved it. Loved being on campus, loved, loved the mission of higher education. Um, always loved and appreciated technology and making technology easy to use. Um, so that's where I've been for the last 25 years. Wow. Okay. So from there, where does campus ESP come into the picture? Like at what point in time does this idea uh, begin to percolate? And and at what point in time do you do you start campus ESP? I think in every professional's life cycle, there comes a time where you go through kind of like a I don't know, midlife crisis, I guess, where you just want to hit the reset button. Hmm. So I'd been at Elucian for 14 years. I knew I wanted to do something else. And I have a, a long history of entrepreneurship in my family. And I knew I wanted to try to build something. So I took off. I called it the summer of Dave, where I just took, I was fortunate that I had the resources to take off an entire summer. And um, I just thought about ideas about how to, how to, how to help students focus on student success, and then use some of the information I had from a technology perspective to make, just make an impact on student success. So the original idea for Campus ESP was around um, a student engagement system. Okay. And uh, um, I, during the summer of Dave, I, I talked with uh, some of my colleagues and friends, and one of one of the people I connected with, he was like, "You know what?" He's like, "There are so many student engagement systems out there." He's like, "And the issue is, is like students don't even use them. Hmm. You know who's using these systems? Parents are using these systems uh. for their students." And I was kind of like blown away. I didn't believe this individual. We were having a drink at a bar at, at the time. So I was like, tell you what, can you hold up your beer and kind of take a picture of this? If this is a real thing, I want to remember this moment. <laughs> and I actually have this moment. No it's way. from a bar called The Mill in Abilene, Texas. I live in Philadelphia, by the way. I would actually travel to see this guy. And uh, yeah, that was that was the birth of Campus CSP. Uh, wow. At, uh, at a bar. Wow. So... In, in terms of timeline, is this like three years ago, four years ago? Where, where are we at in, in the history of Campus ESP? It's it's embarrassing for me because it's like 2013 okay. is really when it's the idea. That's the idea. One, yeah. of the, that, one of the things about like a startup is you will hear like, oh, I've been working on this two years, four years. Don't believe it. It's always <laughs> twice as long as what people tell you. So I was kind of working on campus ESP nights and weekends as I was kind of like incubating the idea. I wasn't actually sold on the idea. So really the birth of campus ESP, the idea happened in 2013. It really wasn't until 2015 that we got our first customer and 2017 that I actually jumped into it full time. Okay. Did you like, 
I, I mean, yeah, I hope that this is okay to ask. I, I'm known for just kind of like asking questions. So if, if this is like inappropriate or like, you know, whatever, then we can, we can bleep it out later. But, um, did you, did, how did Elusian feel about like you working on campus ESP? Like, did you, did, were they aware of it? Did they think about like, Hey, what if you just built this, you know, as a, another one of our products within our portfolio? Like, well, what was that dynamic like? Yeah, they're too focused working on uh, focusing on seven letter acronyms to like really focus on parents. I, I don't think, I don't think that parents are really on their radar yeah. and, um, and, you know, I, I've worked with Lucian for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It never, it never really even came up as a discussion point. I mean, yeah. really, it was when, when this individual was like, Hey, you know, you should think about parents. It, I had never heard that idea before. Yeah. So to me, it was, it was, it was mind blowing. And then actually the next two years, I just surveyed parents, worked with schools to really understand how were parents engaging. So I would love to work with Lucia and other other tech companies. Like I think there's, I I think it's it's crazy that other tech companies and even some colleges and universities don't do anything with parents. It's, yeah. it's really something that has been kind of pushed off to the side, at least until the last couple of years or so. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I you're a hundred percent right. It's funny. We do these things called road shows where we'll go out and we'll just like go to college campuses and just like hold up a whiteboard that says, you know, talk to us about your college search experience and we'll give you like a $5 Amazon gift card or $5 Starbucks gift card. So we were, we were in California uh, a few months ago and we were actually in San Francisco. So we went to a few schools there and the number of students, like one of the questions we would ask folks is just like, who was influential in in your decision to, to go to college uh, and, and specifically kind of where to go to college and when I when I was going to school, I really didn't want my parents' feedback. Like I really did. I was not interested in in what they thought. Um, obviously, you know, I, I wanted a broad stroke understanding of like what they wanted out of me for my life. But, but I, I really wasn't interested in like their opinion on where I would go to school. Whereas these people, these students like Gen Z, just about every single person that we talked to talked about how much time they spent talking to their parents and, and with their parents about their college decision and i was just i was just kind of like blown away by that because you know i i only a few years i guess maybe a decade now uh older than them but but just how how times have like shifted right and like how it does seem like this these next generations really do value their parent feedback and it just also seems like parents are way more involved in the college search process than they were even when i was going to school yes to all of that. And uh, when I was doing some early research about parent involvement, even before we built anything with campus ESP, the student reactions were always the most surprising. I'll give you one example, which was uh, Tarleton State. Turned out they, they actually became our first customer. Okay. Tarleton, is, Tarleton State is, is a couple hours outside of Dallas. They actually have a degree program. So they're they're a rural institution. Okay. Um, and so I was uh, interviewing students and, you know, I'm from Philadelphia. I, there's not much, there's not much masculinity going on here. Whereas I'm actually interviewing students that have like, like wearing cowboy hat belt buckles that are like bigger than like my fist and like, and then, you know, I'm, I'm asking them, so, so tell me about your parents thinking like, you know, I'm talking about their parents, but in reality, they were super excited to tell me about how their parents played a role in their education, finding the right school, and even how they would succeed hmm. through that school. So 
that was eye-opening for me. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hits, actually not all of a sudden, many years later, the pandemic hits. And now parents expect communication from their students' school. Um, uh, 85% of them expect it at least weekly, hmm. which is crazy. So those, those, those involvement expectations from the student and from the parent are really high. Definitely, there's a generational thing happening here. There's a cultural thing happening here. And I think colleges are just now realizing how influential parents are. Yeah, yeah. So on that note, when, when you talk about being this, you know, family and parent engagement system, what, what, what exactly does that mean? Like, help us help us kind of understand the, the lay of the land around what family and parent engagement looks like uh, or should look like with respect to a student's journey to college. I think for lots of different families, it means lots of different things. So there isn't one path that parents should take that students should take so we always try to like make sure that the level of communication we're providing is appropriate to that family member um some some parents want communication weekly someone at less someone it over email someone in a portal someone it over text messages so what we try to do is just make it simple for the college or university to, pr- to provide that to the parent and we we do what we call with nudging the nudger the parent is the ultimate nudger, right? So the parent's trying to help the student. Um, and if you're sending information that's personalized to the parent at the right time, it can actually make a big difference in where the student enrolls. So for example, if you know that a parent has a student that is at um, the deposit stage yeah. and you nudge that parent about the deposit deadlines, you're going to see an impact Um, with your deposit results. So what we try to do, even at the most basic level, is understand where the student is in the enrollment stage and provide enrollment stage-specific messaging to the parent. And all different outcomes there, but generally at the end of the cycle, we see that students that are getting messaging from Campus ESP have 5% higher yield Hmm. on average, which is, you know, which is great. Hey everybody, it's Zach from Enrollify here. So it's that time of year when your favorite brands release the best deals on your favorite products. And for the very first time, Enrollify is joining the party. So between now and the end of the year, you can get 50% off any Enrollify cohort or master course. Want to learn more about how to leverage SEO for student recruitment? We've got a cohort on just that, led by the SEO wizards at DD Agency. Or are you ready to learn more about how schools are leveraging TikTok? Enroll in our self-paced TikTok strategy for higher ed cohort. Or perhaps you are finally ready to join 550 other higher ed marketers in enrolling in Terry Flannery's master course on how to market a university. Use the discount code EOY50, that's EOY as in end of year, 50, for any of our asynchronous cohorts or EOY as in end of year for our master course on how to market a university with Terry Flannery between now and 12-31-22 to receive 50% off. You can learn more at enrollify.org. Happy holidays, everybody. Do you think about this as like, do you think about Campus ESP as sitting sort of like shotgun to a school's like CRM? So the CRM is primarily kind of focused on student 
communications and student engagement from you know prospective students sometimes kind of through to current students um depending on when the sis takes over is is campus esp like riding shotgun to to the crm is it integrated with the crm is it is it a crm in and of itself could you do your own student your student you know communications through campus esp like how do you guys think about yourself within the context of a, an institution's broader technology stack I think how you put it is right. I think we're we're running shotgun to the CRM. We're 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 taking information that's in the CRM and we're we're applying it to parents. And you know the reality is you could probably figure some of this stuff out in the CRM if yeah. you had the resources and the time to do it. Yeah. For a lot of our schools, they don't have that. They're looking for the expertise. They're looking for the best practices. So our uh, implementation time frame is only about two weeks. So wow. it's really, yeah, it's really quick, much different than some of the other companies that I've worked with, worked at in the past. And um, we work collaboratively, collaboratively with the CRM. So um, we are a slate preferred partner, you know, and, and we're not, we're not looking to replace the CRM by any means. How do you guys help schools think about their parent engagement strategies? What are, what are, right. I guess, what are some things that you guys are like, what are, what are some of your philosophies? So philosophically do something, you, you have to do something with parents. It's just so influential. And then if you start looking at some of the data that's out there and we, we publish a lot of data with our partner, Ruffalo and Levitz, And um, one of the data, big data points is that I believe it's around 95% of parents want regular emails from you. Hmm. And that's pretty easy to do, whether you're using a CRM or using MailChimp, which is just to get that email flow going. Um, and so if nothing else, that is your starting point. Think about your RFI. Your RFI doesn't even collect parent information. I have twins that are in 11th grade. And when I check out schools, I have to put in my information like I'm a student because I can't even indicate that I'm a parent. Hmm. And when you think about COVID and some of these students haven't really, you know, really fully developed into, you know, an adult yet, like the parents are more involved than ever. So I think, I think first off, recognize parents want emails. Secondly, collect parent information. And then three, you know, make sure you have a, a place or capacity to measure whether it's making an impact as well. Mm. Um, because I think a lot of schools just do to the parents of, yeah. they're not really sure whether that's working or not. So I think it's, you know, resources from not even a monetary perspective, but from a, from a personnel perspective are so constrained right now. You just really have to decide what bets you want to place. Yeah. And I really think parent engagement is, is a bet that's going to pay off for you. Yeah. Yeah. That That's well said. I, I wonder like, so when I think about, college it's 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 often it's this rite of passage right for for many individuals where it's like yeah. you're you are graduating from being a child and you are like becoming an adult right at least in theory and so i, I you know i think part of it is part of it part of the reason why some schools might not have a parent engagement strategy is because it's like hey like no 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 like you don't like parents are done you're done with your parents right like yeah. we know that that's not true and we know that with this generation next generations in particular that's even less true than maybe it was uh with previous generations but like i guess how do you sort out that tension like how do you think about you know still wanting to respect the fact that colleges are treating these call you know these high school juniors and seniors like adults 
especially in how they're they are addressing limited you know communications that that might exist to parents how do you think through that tension like is it is it is it appropriate to uh, you, you clearly think it is appropriate to have a parent engagement strategy but like how should schools like uh hash hash through that if that makes sense sorry that was a cumbersome question but no it's a good question and and zach i've definitely played through it in my own mind many times when 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 i first thought of campus esp like i actually didn't like the idea Mm. because of all these preconceived notions around what parent engagement parent involvement should or shouldn't be Mm. Uh, i'll tell you what flipped the switch for me which was the cost of education like it has gone up so much Mm. there is so much more student debt and oftentimes parents play a part in that debt so think about this you're you're you know, you're asking for parents to step aside and let their 17-year-old, their 18-year-old make a decision about investment and debt that could impact them for the rest of their lives. And you don't think parents should be involved in that? When you start thinking about the debt aspect of things, I think it makes sense. And it's easy to say, you know, parents need to let their students succeed or fail. But the reality is, it's such a big investment. Yeah, Parents feel like they need to play a role. And I think it's an appropriate role, especially from the financial perspective. Yeah, that's a, that's a very, very valid point, especially just given how financially illiterate a lot of us, you know, are at that, at that stage. Um, it, right. and, and, you know, I think that that, um, that makes a lot of sense. That's, a, that's an interesting way, way of framing it. So when you think about the role that admissions teams and marketing teams at colleges and universities should play in better engaging parents are do you, do you have like a couple like models or frameworks that you'd suggest folks folks think through or experiment with if they if they want to get started on something but they haven't done anything historically outside of a you know a letter upon the child's acceptance um yeah well I think there's a lot of resources on our website. Um, we, we try to not focus so much on campus ESP as, as much as we focus more on just parent engagement and what are some of the results, what are some of the strategies, what's the content you want to send, when do you want to send it? Um, so, I mean, I guess I would start there because there's not many other resources out there. It's kind of crazy. There's just not a lot of research on student success and parent engagement, parent involvement, besides folks like George Koo and, and, and some, some people have done very limited research on it. So I think starting on the website is a good, good point. I think you're seeing more and more sessions at conferences like MACAC, yeah. um, where it's coming up, but um, it's limited. I mean, really, it's it's limited out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. Do you do you think there'll be a like I I could imagine, for instance, right, having somebody on an admissions team who does actually like they are the parent liaison or the parent ambassador or like the the parent yeah. counselor, right? Um, in terms of kind of org structures, are, are you guys seeing any sort of shifts or changes with campus ESP clients? Are you are you hearing things even anecdotally around like how schools are at least more progressive institutions who want to take this seriously are thinking about staffing this appropriately? Um, yeah, I mean, we really like when the person who's responsible for parent family engagements in enrollment because parents play such a big part yeah. in not only student yield, but also student retention. Yeah. So when you start yeah. thinking and Zach, you mentioned it earlier, like a parent engagement strategy. 
Um, I think it's it's better to think about parent engagement as part of a broader strategy around enrollment. But we're definitely seeing more trends to um, enrollment being very involved since the pandemic hit. Yeah, um, we're seeing more folks from marketing and communications get involved. That's probably been the biggest shift over the last two years. Marketing communications was kind of off to the side, and it was this was kind of like a like a nice to have, but not a need to have. Now it feels like parent engagement is definitely a need to have. And so there are more and more schools looking for a solution or looking to like create the solution on their own, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have any data uh, around like how how bringing parents into the conversation, into sort of the recruitment process, so to speak, how that ends up influencing uh enrollment or any other sort of like metrics you have on the benefit, if you will, with respect to an institution's like bottom line, which is obviously to, in many contexts and in an enrollment specific context to, to yield, right. The, the greatest class that you can, any data you have on how, you know, the active engagement with parents does achieve that end. Yeah, there's a couple stats that we usually like tie back to because we've we've done the research, we've we've crunched the numbers, and the first one is that we generally, on average, see five percent higher student yield for students that have a parent in campus ESP. And I don't think it's really about having a parent in campus ESP as much as having a parent engagement strategy. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. That's that's number one. Number two, we see that students are, are more likely to submit their application if you influence or get parents at the top of the funnel um, and reach out to them. And this is a struggle for schools because most schools start engaging parents at the app stage. Yeah. So yeah. almost all of our schools are saying, okay, how can we reach parents earlier in the process? Because we know they're gonna be they're gonna they're gonna have so much more influence if you reach them earlier. That's number two. And then the third thing is it's really interesting that you can use parent engagement as a predictor for student likelihood to enroll. Hmm. So in the top quartile of parent engagement, this is another stat that we have, we find that students are on average three times more likely to enroll if their parents are in the top quartile of engagement. And then we have this crazy stat, which is if a parent goes into our portal and updates their personal information, hmm. their student is 11 times more likely to enroll, which is crazy, but wow. you can use it as you're trying to model your class and understand where you're at from an enrollment perspective and whether the student's going to ultimately enroll. If you have a parent who is very engaged, more than likely their their students interested in your institution. What's, what's really cool about this is I'm thinking just as as uh, you're you're talking, Dave, about how schools could do this really, really well and yield you know a better class, but also yield better students in that class, right? That are that are actually more prepared for college. Thinking about like, you know, what what would it look like for more progressive institutions to set up, uh, you know, post inquiry uh, drip campaigns, if you will, for parents, right? Yeah. Where it looks like, hey, here are like three really good questions to ask your student as you talk about college hey here are three youtube videos that we actually recommend you watch when you think about financing college hey here like you know what does it look like to farm out really you know dynamic interesting content to parents that isn't just hey by the way we sent jimmy an email like get on jimmy to respond right or like go go tell sally to like finish her damn application right and it, like I, I think done done poorly that's what parent engagement looks like is is you know the 
the nudge nudging of the nudger in like a very direct explicit way where i think there's huge opportunity here to again yield not just a better class of students but also just a, a much more equipped class of students looks like how do you help parents better prepare their students for college period right for adulthood period and then of course the the results that schools care a lot about seeing that uptick in enrollment whatnot all that will come and i think the parent will just grow in dramatic trust of your brand which which is you know qu quite helpful for things beyond just enrollment but also also things like student retention also things like uh, alumni giving uh, uh, you know uh, at the end of the day if yeah. the parent feels like they're a part of this story from from the offset they'll be an advocate for life we call that like the parent engagement life cycle which of course models or, or mirrors the uh, the student engagement life cycle but yeah we also see parent giving one of our one of our partner schools University of Delaware they saw um, I think 10 percent of parents made a uh, first-year parents made a gift before move-in day. Wow. Which is, yeah, this is crazy, right? I mean, parents want to be involved. Schools yeah. should let them be involved because they're such a big influencer yeah. over students, but also like your your outcomes, you know, all your different goals that are out there, like you said, from yield to retention to giving, um, they, they definitely play a role. And I'll, I'll throw one more fact out there that we saw in the very early days, and we now see it across every single one of our schools, which who are the families that are most engaged? It is parents of first-generation students, mm. African-American families, Hispanic Latinx families. These families have the highest levels of engagement, but oftentimes have the least resources or the least knowledge about how to best support their students. So from day one, this was always kind of like the mission of Campus ESP, which is student success is family success, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, how do we empower those families to better support their students? And you have to reach them and yeah. you have to make an effort. You have to have a strategy to go about it. I'm also thinking about these communications that might extend beyond enrollment, right? Um, I'm thinking about like <laughs> conversation starters and topics of like being able to, when your kid comes home for Thanksgiving, right? Being able to ask like a good question because you actually yeah. have a sense of like, what what's been happening at their school right um yeah. and like being able to you know even ask a, a a question about culture like hey like so i got this you know email and on the 17th of november everyone at the school does what like what what's the story here right like i think it, there's this unique opportunity to again help parents maintain relationship with their student in a meaningful way while they're away at school which, which again, like I think about again, coming back from like for winter break or Christmas, whatever it was, talking to parents and, and, and it just felt like a totally different world. Like you felt like you were back in like high school days. Right. And I think that there's a, there's a really cool opportunity if, if leveraged appropriately and well to continue to help both parents and students kind of like maintain even, even more meaningful relationships once they go off to college. Yeah. Yes to all that. And, um, you know, some folks might be like, well, how much is too much? And I think that's that's a fair question. Yeah. Right. Like you want you want the students to have independence, critical thinking, and you don't want parents to hurt, hurt that. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think there's always a balance. That's why we always say, like, what's the appropriate level of parent engagement? And it's probably different for different types of families. Um, but you're not going to necessarily change that overall macro trend, which is students want their parents to be involved yeah. and parents want to be involved. So 
then if you can't change it, how do you shape it? How do you change the narrative so that you can actually um, help the students? And I'll give it another example, which is one of my longtime examples from one of our earliest partners, Penn State Abington. They um, had a career fair that you know they have every year. And <laughs> the only thing they changed with the messaging of this career fair is they sent out a notification to parents about the career fair. And what they saw was 40% higher participation from the students in the career fair. And they're like, look, we didn't change anything except we sent out a message to the parents. And that nudge the nudger concept, you know, it's in, it influences enrollment decisions, but it also influences decisions that the student is making while they're at your university that could really play a part in their success. So we get really jazzed about that. That's, a, you know, another great example of how parents can, can help with success. Have you all dabbled with um, the ability for parents to engage with other parents of existing students? Like, you know, you, you, you see Unibuddy, right, for example, right, which is uh, they're kind of like leading the way in peer-to-peer -peer kind of student recruitment, this idea that I can go and message a current student that likes the same things that I like and is studying the same things that I want to study. Have you guys seen uh, and or do you offer any sort of like parent to parent um, engagement? We haven't yet. Yeah. We're looking at it. Yeah. We know, you know, you have to be very careful there. We, yeah. we don't want to become Facebook 2.0, which yeah, I yeah, think yeah. for a lot of schools, you know, Facebook's very difficult to maintain. I know for, for people who are listening right now, they're like, oh, my parent Facebook page is painful and, uh, yeah, we don't want it to get out of out of control. And you you really have to control the tone and the message. But yeah, there are definitely parents who want to be your advocates. Yeah. Right. But where I see where most of our schools are right now is those parents that are interested in your institution that are in campus ESP, they actually want to hear from your current students. Hmm. Yeah. Like that's what they want to hear about. Like they want to hear from current students. They want to, they want to hear see that this student like reminds them of their son or daughter and then they want to hear about that student how successful they are yeah so having those student stories and those videos go out to parents that's something that really moves parents yeah yeah no i believe it um so dave i'm, I'm curious what other if you have any other ideas for how marketing admissions folks who are tuning into this conversation might begin to build and or implement their own parent engagement strategies any any sort of like hey if you if you you've only got a little bit of time you only have a few resources to get started here are kind of a couple things that i'd recommend i think i'd probably go back to some of the things i said earlier which is on your rfi make sure that parents can um indicate that that they're interested in receiving information and, and treat them not like you treat the student but, you know, personalize the content that you recognize that they're a parent. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, you probably have a ton of content that the parents want and need. And it's just all being sent out to the students. So just look at your content calendar, your drip marketing, and just say, okay, we're going to change this. We're going to flip it around and focus it more on parents. Yeah. Um, I think that would be my starting point. And then how do you get it to parents? Yeah, I mean, you can go through all the normal channels, but uh, I would say you, you need to make sure email is the big focus. Although what we're seeing is texting becoming more important, especially for families of first generation students, families that have lower levels of income. But um, I would definitely start with email. It's, it's, it's cost effective. And like I said, you probably already have a content calendar on the student side. 
Um, that would probably probably be my starting point. Well said. Um, one more just clarifying question around uh, around how campus ESP works too. So if a, if an individual is interested in like um, partnering with campus ESP to help with their parent engagement strategy, what is what like what does that look like? Like, am I does it look like a CRM but just for parents or like like what? Talk to us, uh, I guess, a little bit about kind of the the product that is Campus ESP. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like a lightweight CRM. I yeah. don't know. From, from my technology experience days, I guess I, I always think of uh, there are the nouns and there are the verbs, right? The nouns are what you're tracking and the verbs are what are the system doing? What is the system doing? The nouns for Campus ESP are parents, content, and what we call communities, like groups, like mm. almost like Facebook groups. And so you need to have a strategy for each of them. How are you going to find those parents? How are you going to pull them in? Um, how are you going to get them the information they need when they need it? On the content side, what's the right information to send? Um, what's the most effective to nudge them along the path so they can help their student? And then on the community side, or those groups um, of parents, how can you drive insight out of like, you know, in-state parents versus out-of-state parents, yeah. parents of athletes versus parents of honor students. So all that stuff, when you really start getting into it, gets complicated. And Campus ESP kind of pulls it together and simplifies it all in one place. Um, I, I really think the, the, the best thing we do is not the technology. It's that we roll it out in two weeks. And then there's a team of people that have the best practices that say, this is what worked at this school. You should try this here. And so it's it's literally our customer success team, most of whom are from higher education, who can kind of step you through that process. And a lot of times, like schools will just reach out to us and just, you know, just start the conversation. And then it, you know, as what typically happens in higher education, it's not necessarily an overnight decision. It's just yeah. something, you know, you start working with us, start talking with us. And then, you know, if and when the time feels right, then then that's when they partner with us. Now, that makes a lot of sense. I appreciate you uh, outlining that just so everyone's got kind of clarity around, you know, who, who you guys actually are and, and what the what the actual product is. My, my last question for you, uh, Dave, is, is around hot takes you have on the future of higher ed. So this is a question I'd like to ask folks who have been in and around the industry for, for a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, depending on what you read and then how often you read it, um, there's lots of strong opinions around the future of higher education, uh, especially in the moment we're living in right now, kind of still coming out of this pandemic. Obviously, COVID was really tough on the industry, but um, there's also a lot of opportunity. So w when you think about the future of higher ed over the next just handful of years, let's say four or five years, what are what are some hot takes you have or some things that you think folks need to be wary of? I appreciate you asking that question. And I feel like, you know, the answer that always comes up is the demographic cliff and, you know, the, the enrollment pressures that, that schools are under. I'm going to steer away from that. I'm going to focus on the tech angle, something mm. that's been coming up a bunch, which is, which is um, schools really focused on narrowing their investments to like a couple vendors because yeah. they want to just focus on one vendor relationship. They want to simplify things. Completely get it. Completely don't think it's a winning strategy because these bigger vendors, they just don't innovate as fast as you need innovation to keep pace with trends. Like, Zach, at the top of this, you talked about, hey, how come Elucian isn't 
isn't doing this stuff? How come, you know, these other vendors aren't doing it? And it's just like parent engagement didn't even exist really as a strategy until five years ago. So, so I think it's important. Like, you know, today there's campus ESB. Tomorrow there's going to be another startup. We're able to innovate faster. We're able to um, respond to changing market needs faster. And a lot of times people are nervous about like the flow of data back and forth. Yeah. And it's and that I don't know if I'd be that scared of that anymore. There's really modern architectures out there. Most schools are used to passing data back and forth. There are security agreements, there's security protocols with the heck that from Educause and all different things out there that I would lean into the startups that are out there to help define your enrollment strategy. You need to obviously have an SIS. You need to have a CRM, but they're not going to do everything for you. You're going to have to look for winning solutions that address a core problem for you that you can implement fast. And that's probably going to come from some startups out there. Um, so that would be my hot take, which is don't fear the startup. Um, they're just innovating a lot faster than the big guys out there. I like that. That was uh, that that's different and so well said. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I also feel like what happens is it's because of the startups, it's because of the campus ESPs of the world that some of the other folks end up eventually right changing and or and or innovating because yeah. you all have have set the groundwork for oh no 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 this is this is now a thing, and I do I do feel like in in higher education specifically there's gonna, there's we're going through this like massive technological re- revolution, and where we're where we are going I think is. P- schools are going to have a variety of systems. They're probably going to have more than they've ever had before, not less. Right. But the difference is, is going to be that, the, you know, you're going to be able to, Dave, you're going to be able to use whatever tool you want to get the thing done that you need to get done. I'm going to be able to use whatever tool I want to get the thing done that I need to get done. And those tools are going to talk to each other. Right. And like right. that, that's ultimately where we're going. So just to, you know, double down on the point you already made, I think that less is not actually always more less is not actually uh always better sometimes more is is actually better and i think in this context that makes um that makes a lot of sense well sir i'm I'm super appreciative of you and your time and uh your team and what you all are doing i think that this is this is great this is really really important for the industry i think that's it totally aligns with everything i you know we have a podcast series right now uh, that by the time this this episode airs, there'll be a, two episodes into the, into this other series with that we did with Unibuddy, and you know we're talking all about their student pulse reports where they just went and interviewed yeah. Gen Z, you know uh, thousands of them, and uh, one of the big trends is like they want their parents to be involved in their college decisions. So like you guys are certainly on trend with what you're doing and what you're building, and I think it's only a matter of time before more schools really have to wrestle with the question of not do I need a parent engagement strategy, but what does my parent engagement strategy look like? Right. Well, Zach, thank you for having me on the program. I really enjoyed it. Lots of energy, lots of great discussion. I, I also love that you agreed with my hot take. So thank you for that. That's <laughs> fantastic as well. And, and uh, yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity. Wonderful. And if you're tuning into this episode and want to learn more about Dave and or the team at Campus ESP, you can just scroll down to the show notes. We'll have their website linked below. We'll have Dave's social uh, handles linked below. So go ahead and reach out to, to him and his team. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Hey, all Zach here from Enrollify. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Enrollify podcast. If you like this episode, do us a huge favor and hit that follow and subscribe button below. 
Furthermore, if you've got just two minutes to spare, we would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review of this show on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks that are all designed to empower you to become a better higher ed professional. But Enrollify is far more than just a podcast network. Enrollify is where higher ed comes to learn new marketing skills, discover new products and services, and find their next job. We're a growing learning community of 4,000 members, and we'd love to welcome you into the fold. You can access our free blog articles, newsletters, e-courses, and more, or purchase our master course on how to market a university with Terry Flannery at Enrollify.org. We look forward to meeting you soon and welcoming you into the community. Again, you can subscribe for free at Enrollify.org.